0: Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Broken Barstool Podcast. Uh, today, you if you're watching, you'll notice that we are not in a studio. We are not in any normal recording place. But uh, we are in none other than the Nez Pierce National Forest in Northern Idaho. And today, uh, our guests are very special and very uh, close to our hearts. None other than Rodrigo Juarez. And Yadrida astrada. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And as always, my right-hand man,
1: Orlando Venegas. This time, actually on the right. Actually on the right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, if it's your first time listening, welcome. Please sit down and take a good listen. Absolutely. Yeah, um, we've, uh,
0: we've put a lot of work into this episode. Uh, being in the middle of a forest, and I mean deep, deep, deep in the forest... Um, it is, uh, a lot of work and it takes a lot of different things and, uh, uh, you know, all of, all of this uh, labor is a labor of love because we, we try to produce some quality content for you guys that you would enjoy and, uh, a little bit extraordinary ways,
1: uh, something that you wouldn't get from a normal podcast, I believe. Again, how many of them actually go out into nature like this? Not a lot. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys have any suggestions, uh, we're definitely open for that. If you want to reach us on our social platforms and on our Gmail, so that's at brokenbarstoolpodcast at gmail.com. Without the E. Without the E. Uh, we definitely love to hear uh, suggestions for what place you would like us to visit next. We try to do a little uh, journey- episode every once in a while but here we are in nez pierce national forest in northern idaho outside of elk river idaho population like 120 we're we're deep in the sticks for this one oh yeah 100 percent. no but um so bringing back our guests here uh rodrigo uh, juarez and yadira Estrada. uh these two are an idaho power couple some people that have a lot of influence with our youth some people that uh definitely have influenced uh, myself in Orlando and um actually are very deeply rooted within our lives um I was one of Rodrigo's first friends when he moved to Burley and Yadira we've our families have known each other since we were babies we have baby pictures together and uh you know here we are all grown up and doing a podcast
1: in and, the middle of nowhere
0: yeah and uh i'm sure i mentioned it but they are actually they're, these two are a couple and uh um they together put together a, a pretty uh pretty powerful force when it comes to uh influencing our youth but that being said that brings me to my first point uh something that i wanted to talk about was uh This is directed to Roy, specifically. But, hold on. We're going to have to edit this out.
1: Damn car. Yeah. We're right next to the road a little bit, so. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh,
0: This one's directed to Roy, specifically. So, um, starting from Genesis, starting from the beginning, um, I want to know where your connection to me and Orlando comes from. Can you bring back like the, the, the very, the the Adam and Eve of our friendship?
2: Definitely. Uh, Okay. So first thought that comes to mind, I used to go to Ralph river, um, out in Malta, Idaho. And, and even, even then, uh, our bus would take 45 minutes to get to Malta so i lived out in the middle of nowhere and the city of rocks where you guys took your did the
0: yeah the mounds of modelos episode yeah. yeah
2: the second that one that was like a 10 minute drive so it was pretty close um we moved there um, cuz my dad's boss sold, sold the dairy so he uh, he went to burley and found a place and so that's where we lived um firstly the school um you know, I think it was, I don't know, uh, sixth grade and Juan sends over a note because back then that was the thing. You, yeah. You'd give a note. You pass a note. Yeah. And I was like, either this guy's like, I don't know the, I don't know his intentions. Is he, is he, is he being friendly? Is he, is he like trying to be a bully? I don't know. Cause like you see those movies, like little kids, like if kids going to different schools and you know, there's like clicks and dead, yeah i was like i don't know where i stand so i was kind of skeptical and i think he wanted me to write back
0: uh, i don't i honestly i don't remember what <laughs> so i don't said. know but
2: i just got the note and he's like hey this person sent it and i was like
0: he didn't even fucking read it <laughs> i know I, 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 I read it <laughs>
2: i read it but i was like <laughs> yeah i moved on uh and so but but eventually you know just being in that room, um got to know them um and then i just kind of clinged on to that i was like oh these guys are dope um along with uh jake gallegos they is one of the also one of the first friends that i got to meet there um i forgot who else was in the class but uh what sticks out was you and jake gallegos and then he moved away but uh, then we went to junior high um and around junior high, about seventh eighth grade, like I saw Orlando here and there in seventh grade, yeah. but eighth grade that means- was actually
0: the same the same point in time when uh, Orlando and I weren't really as close then. He was just kind of like uh, in the background. I mean, as as far as like uh, the friends that I had, he was associated but wasn't uh, involved. Yeah, yeah. Was he had like own, a different group. Yeah, he was he was involved the zone, his, his own little crew. But
2: and Mikey and.
0: Luke, Hyro. Uh yeah, a yeah, whole bunch of Bobby, yeah, a whole bunch Hiro, of Hyro, yeah, Jalen, all these, all these different names, man. Yeah,
2: but. and then so like eighth grade, I, I saw a little more of you continuously, um, but he said, "What's up to you?" and I was like, "Oh yeah, cool," like same crowd. What's up? What's up? And then eventually, <laughs> like I think ninth grade. I think it just started to, like, progress from there. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, one of these
0: days we'll find out the real origin of Orlando <laughs> because right now I think this guy just came out of the ocean like Godzilla.
2: Because
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> everybody, nobody can give us a straight answer. We're like, hey, man, how did you and Orlando become friends? And they're like,
1: It just kind of happened. Yeah, happened. I say it just kind of happened because I, I only really started hanging out, hanging out with you guys because of, of Joe and, and Seth. Cause you guys, you you guys would always hang out, and then yeah. I started hanging out with them a little bit more. So, and that got me closer to you guys. Yeah,
2: yeah. and soccer definitely too. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: soccer kind of sealed the deal, I think, for us.
2: Yeah, having to go in the summers and do that, do that box run. Yeah, Ooh, I the, box.
1: the box run. Oh. We're actually talking about doing that at some point. Yeah,
2: yeah. To- I I did it once, like after 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 high school, and I was yeah. like, nope.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, that is. Oh my god! I I don't know how I was doing
1: that back then. Orlando was really f- Box
2: f- run, and then and then practice. Yeah,
1: I fuck. We did it somehow. I did it somehow, like pretty well, I guess.
2: And the goal mm-hmm. was not to have uh, what's his name like. Wilson.
1: Wilson yeah. Wilson. yeah, you couldn't
0: have Wilson pass you.
2: And I mean, which I thought
0: was kind of a bullshit thing because that guy had the calves of a fucking. Like a wildebeest, that guy had like
1: some monstrous legs.
3: (laughs) Was he a player?
1: He was a coach. He was a coach. (laughs) He was a coach. He was a coach, and he was like, he was a pretty, like muscular guy. He was stout. He had, he could kick like a mule. It was, it was nuts.
2: You jog, and And then I'd
3: walk. (laughs) Because most of the coaches are like just sit on the line and watch you. Yeah. They're like all fat. Nah, you. Nah. <laughs> uh, we, we
0: had, we had Nyblade, but... Uh, Nyblade was fat, yeah. Yeah, Nyblade was fat and out of shape and bow-legged. But the thing of Nyblade was that he was an older guy, so we, we gave him a pass for that. He was older and
1: his... He already his had a smarts, professional career. Yeah, his, his professional and the smarts that he had about soccer was, was undeniable.
2: Way, I saw him, uh, really? Nyblade, bring his son to UI to do a college tour.
0: His son, yeah, does his son, his, does his son still
1: have long hair?
2: I just saw him at the college tour, I never saw him again after that. Oh,
1: but well, so, you don't—you don't didn't see his son or anything, so I, I haven't I seen them in a while,
2: but yeah, definitely. When we're running, when we did that run,
0: but yeah, man, I mean, so this, these stories here, uh, have a whole lot of like depth to them, and there's so much we can get into like so much detail on individual stories that it would take up the entire podcast so i don't want to not give a single story it's it's due diligence but at the same time i i don't want to ab- absorb the entire show talking about one topic and primarily one of the reasons that we really wanted to talk to you guys about or one of the topics we wanted to talk to you guys about was um your your college life and therefore afterwards you know that you guys have a lot of influence um and i think it's super important to get get that out there because uh you you can you have you potentially have you know the options to to help a bunch of new coming students and i and i think that it would be uh a, an injustice of ours to not put that out there so I mean, first and foremost, I want to. We should highlight your guys' credentials. <laughs> Roy, you are about a month away from getting your master's degree in uh, what disciplines?
2: So I'm getting my master's degree in public administration. I'm finishing up a research course. So essentially, you have to apply all of my coursework in one class, and it's on my own time. So I'm not giving. I'm not getting deadlines. It's like, but I have a.
1: You sort of do have a deadline, but like, there's
2: no turn half the paper in. From yeah. The draft. No, it's it's
1: all just. Yeah. We want this out on this day. You yeah. have this much time. <laughs> Go.
2: Yeah, had to submit a proposal and got it passed, and yeah, so finishing up my master's in public administration.
0: Okay, and you're actually an employee of the of the university, which if you if you can't tell from uh, his shirt. It's uh, University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho.
3: Mumble's Vandals.
0: Yeah, go Vandals. Uh, I mean, I guess I mean <laughs> Bengal for life. Bengals. Fun
3: but fact: the university was actually founded before Moscow was.
2: Yeah. It's the first public institution of Idaho. There you go. It's land grant university, essentially because it's the first university in Idaho. It gets, hmm. it gets extra research funds.
1: That's sick. Wow.
0: I went to the wrong school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, what about you, dear what what uh, what do you do exactly for the because I know you work for the school as well, and uh, what exactly is your position?
3: Um, so first of all, I graduated last May um, with three bachelor three bachelor's degrees oh, shit. Um, Spanish modern language business and finance. And now I'm currently, as of October 2020, I got hired to work as a financial aid counselor. So I help um, students that need help with their federal loans, um, who are looking for extra help or just just little things like that.
1: Little, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, little. <laughs> that's yeah, not little. That's a whole person's future you got <laughs> in the hands of you right there. Yeah. That's
0: exact. That's one of the biggest things that keeps uh, students or keeps young people from going to college is, is finances they don't they they don't necessarily come from a a well-off family and they worry about the finances and they they worry primarily about the debt and with someone in your position can accurately explain what they're getting into and the trade-offs and so on and so forth it leads a lot more young uh young people to get into college and also uh with you guys having such a heavy influence uh and latin americans and um that that also helps ease that uh, that transition because a, a big thing is having to explain what what they are hearing to their parents and a lot of people uh you know having a, a good um spanish translator is is hard to come by especially oh, yeah. when it comes to such difficult topics
1: so yeah, I, think, it, it, I think what you're doing is very important. It's yeah. such a good thing that you speak Spanish because these parents, right? Like the students, um, don't get me wrong, like some of them don't understand Spanish as well because they just weren't grown up in as much as their parents were. And the fact that you speak Spanish and pretty good at it actually is phenomenal because then it helps the parents understand and get them involved and get them with the idea that, hey, you know, this is what we're going with. Yeah,
3: yeah, kind of like what Juan was saying, like, I help a lot of, like, my, mi gente, like, my people. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, because um, a lot of them are undocumented, unfortunately. Like, their parents are undocumented, so they come with a lot of federal issues. Okay. So, yeah, like, they, those, those students specifically come down with a lot of issues where it comes where, like, they, they sign up for the FAFSA, and they get selected for verification, which the government chooses them because there's something, some flag that popped up on their account so we ha- and it, uh, typically a lot of that time is because their parents don't provide a social security number. Yeah. Because and they don't have one. yeah, because they don't have one, so it's like, why did they put all zeros? Because that's typically what we tell students to do is just provide all zeros on there. Or there'll be those students that like, like their advisor will tell them, well, just have them use their tax filer number, but we can't. The government doesn't see their tax filer number as a social security number. So. Yeah. There's a lot of issues with those types of like students and I'm just happy enough and I know my office is as well happy to always have bilingual speaking workers because they sometimes can't communicate to their parents as well. Absolutely. Um, Or like you said, like there's those students that they know Spanish, they can to some point translate it, but they don't know how to explain it well back to their parents. That would be my issue.
0: Yeah. That would be my issues. I mean, even though. I can speak spanish uh to a higher extent than uh, most people would but as far as like like uh this is actually English is my second language, so using that as a as a basis i i do not speak very well Spanish and i'm losing it and i've i've mentioned it once before but um if I was in that position, I would definitely you know love or um yeah, exactly. Love to to have someone help me translate this to my mom and really get the message across. Just because you know, your parents are are, are as involved as you are. You know, just because you are you know doing the work and providing the grades to get a degree, but the, the a lot of people in in that sort of situation are doing it for their family. Yeah. And I always try to look at this uh, in the bigger picture. It's like yes, a lot of a lot of people might listen to this and say oh yo know, you're helping you know illegal aliens and blah 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 but that doesn't take that that doesn't make the individual any less of a person for trying to better their life and get an education because i don't think that that life revolves around money i think it revolves around perspective and uh, money can definitely change people's perspective and it can change a lot of people's lives and one of the biggest things to adjust your life is to indulge in education and really in immerse yourself in some sort of a trade or a discipline or do something that is going to better your life your family and your future and I think it would be wrong if these positions weren't available because I mean just because you're not of this beautiful amazing country doesn't mean that you should be limited to not complete those things
1: yeah it's 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 everybody everybody's goal definitely
0: which um, I mean just a side note sorry Orlando I'm not born in the United States I'm not from here so I, I did have to use a lot of these different benefits that that they are speaking of.
1: Um yeah, it's a, it's everybody's end goal to put themselves and their family and their loved ones in the best position possible. Yeah.
2: And a lot of times sometimes uh a lot of times uh it's like DACA students. Oh yeah, um I they have to play they have to pay full tuition. Mhm. So there's no loans. Like they they ha- they have it a lot a little you know. Yeah. A little harder. Yeah. Um they'd be
3: considered international students.
2: Yeah. I had a i i, I had a um for Trey brother and a friend who had to pay out of state tuition and so for Idaho, being that he grew up and was raised in Idaho. He did wasn't born here but he was grew he grew up And was born um graduated at Idaho. He was raised Idaho in school. Idaho but he yeah. was born uh in abroad. Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. yeah.
1: Same, same like one. Yeah, just, yeah.
0: Same as me. I've I've been here my entire life, my entire life. If you ask a lot of people, I'd be more Americanized than I would be Mexican, uh, and that's just because uh, I've lived my entire life here, and I and I am very st- I'm still very proud of my heritage, and very proud of where I come from, and who I am. But uh, just one of those things when when you indulge a certain part more than the others, you you tend to lose certain traits, and that's uh, I, I'm a good representation of that. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not proud of who I am. I'm very patriotic towards uh, America, but I'm I'm very proud of, of my race. So, yeah. I mean, la, I support La Raza for, for every every cause, you know what I mean?
2: Definitely. It all boils down to um, access and information. Uh, exactly. For college. But yeah.
0: And that is that is one of the big things is that, I mean, since you guys have been through it, have come out the other end and then roy a master's degree is is exceptional you have a three bachelor's degrees crazy that is exceptional that is not you know a, a run-of-the-mill accomplishment that is that is something worth uh you know notary yeah. it's something worth you know being an example here so what would be something that you guys think uh if you had would have helped you through the process from start to be uh, from start to end.
2: I, f- I think for me, if I may, is having somebody who, well, I actually had it. And the reason why I joined my fraternity was because there was individuals who had gone through the college going process. Cause as a first generation, uh, college students and you know first generation american here in the u.s you know there's cultural differences not only that but like money barriers there's uh college barriers like i had to navigate fafsa pretty much by myself uh i had to learn how to you know do 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 college and yeah. it have. i couldn't I couldn't ask like all oh, my parents. Hey, I, you know right. how do? What you... What did you do if you were in this yeah. situation? Yeah, and so like just just l- learning as I went. And you so, have
0: older siblings, right? Rudy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you find any sort of uh, any sort of advice that was noteworthy from them, or do you oh. feel like it was still primarily something that you had to figure out?
2: Well, in terms of. Uh, Navigating college, not a whole lot, or not Mm -hmm. really, but in terms of like, uh, like principals, life, hey, keep it going, keep your head up, you know. Yeah, just just, overall support. Yes, yes. In terms of being, having, like, my support system, they were definitely always there.
0: Yeah. Jaira, do you think there's anything that helped you particularly, um, helped you get through your three bachelors? (laughs)
2: Well, real quick, I'd have to say also her. There you go. Her and my parents. Definitely, hands down.
3: Um,
2: um. You, hands That's done. sweet, man.
3: <laughs> um, for me, it definitely had to be to start off with, like high school, it would have, have to be my true advisor, Maria Lemos. Um, she Can was, you explain what true is, please? Trio is. Um, A trio. Trio. Okay, trio. Yeah, it's just a program that helps like high school students like navigate to go look at uh, colleges. They just prepare you for college, like it, like help you do the ACTs, um, SATs. They like give you all these like all this information for you to like get ready, like for like first generation students that like don't know like where they're going and what to do, what those steps are, it's because we are all first generation students and um here at least. Um, so it's like we didn't know how to start, where to start, and with people like Maria Lemos who does these kind of advisings. Like that, like thanks to her is where I started, and and my sister of course because I have an older sister who also graduated from the University of Idaho. Um, but when I was a senior in high school, she was already her first year in college. So I I didn't feel like i that i could reach out to her because i didn't want to bug her thinking like she's in college she's busy she's doing this and that so i would like basically maria lemos like held my hand throughout my time to like get to college um and then once i was in college it was my sister and the college assistant migrant program which is camp um who also was there as like a support system um to help me like guide me there um and then little from there like i um i guess when i started i didn't like i i didn't put much of my like i didn't pay much attention to roy because my my focus was school and because that's what my parents are like no like yes he's there like homework first and then him and then like yeah. and so, then your little
1: boyfriend
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like he at the beginning he wasn't really much like there I pushed him away like I need to get my homework done because I was that scared like first year like I didn't want to go to college far away from home but yeah. my parents pushed me I didn't like Pocatello um, it just didn't feel comfortable to me Boise was just not my thing either and then when I came up to the university to see the University of Idaho I was like this is it. But I didn't want to be so far away from home. But I, unfortunately I had to um, come, I had to sacrifice. Like my dad says, like you have to sacrifice things in life in order to get where you want to be.
1: 100%. So, that's, that's some good advice right there. Yeah. 100%. So, in Spanish
3: uh,
2: what he's say, cada sacrificio tiene su recompensa. recompensa. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yep. And so like now, like um, l- later down the years of school, like I started leaning on Roy a little bit more because like Yes, my sister was there, but she was a little tough on me. Like she's like, this is the real world. Real world, so you have to like, tough it out. And I was homesick so much. Like, like I just wanted to go back. And so I started leaning on Roy, cause she was just like, nope, you have to tough it up, tough it out, and like move forward, like push forward. And so I felt like I really couldn't lean on her, cause me and her are two different like personalities. Of course, like we're two different people, but. For me, it's, like, I wanted to feel, like, loved, and I needed support. And for her, she's so ad- independent. Like, sometimes I tell Roy, like, I wish I was, like, my sister. Like, damn, like, she's so strong and everything. Like, I don't know how she you want to it. shout her out? Yeah, shout out to my sister, Mari Carmen. <laughs> oh, <Hey>. Mari. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So, Roy, uh, you did mention just right now that you were in a fraternity um how did you get into that and how was like that whole experience starting out with a fraternity
2: yeah definitely and i it's also a good moment to address some wanna, no, i feel another shout out coming out <laughs> it's a good moment to address uh some of the st- stigmas um from like the typical movie that you see in terms of fraternities
3: Breaking family, I believe,
2: is one of well uh <laughs> at uh one of the podcasts Juan was uh addressing that he had a roommate who broke a door down. Yeah. And as a fraternity but that but that's not representative yeah. of, of every fraternity. That, uh,
0: that is just representative of my my interaction with a certain fraternity
2: yeah. pledge. <clears throat> I can't quite get into uh how I became a brother. Um but uh first and foremost, like any other fraternity you have to uh
3: show interest
2: yeah you have to show interest you have to show that hey you know this is the organization for me but first and foremost you have to see also if the type of people you're joining are the people for you you know do they
3: do do they they, show interest to you?
2: well do they embody the same values principles that i do you know um do do they want to progress you know for me it was like do they want to be better in their own lives you know what kind of background do they have did they did they like, uh, come from deep pockets? Like that? Like you know, and and it's and, and if you did, like it's you know, it it all came down to like, who you were, uh, as a person. And so, um, I the content I, of your character, exactly. And so, <clears throat> a lot of those gentlemen were, uh, first generation American. Um, some were even born in Mexico. Uh, grew up in the U.S. and. You know, we all kind of we all navigated the college going system by ourselves, and so we all helped supported each other. I like the community service. I did, you know, I I would go uh, knock on doors, collect canned foods to donate. Um, we we not and um, in, and in combination with us, we partnered with Fraternity Brothers from Seattle, uh, Cheney, Washington, and we bought goods. And would make care packages, care packages for uh, the homeless community in Spokane, Washington, and we just go out and and just give like yeah, like a pair of socks, uh, toothbrush, toothpaste, some food, some clothes, and we basic essentials.
0: Them.
2: Exactly, and so that's, um, I saw that work early on, and I and I said this is this is your organization for me, and not only that, um, um, it. It made me much more, like, you know, because it, it, it's, it's a Latino fraternity. So it's Lambda Theta Phi, Latin Fraternity Incorporated. We, And the whole Latin part is, like, you ha, you know, we want you to embrace your latino like, yeah. being Latino. And we—and it's not exclusive to Latinos. Like, we have brothers from different cultures, different backgrounds, colors, races, everything.
3: Asian, African. Yeah,
2: uh, but— our our point is to better the community, better those around us, and and as long as they sh-
0: they, they share the same values.
2: Exactly, yeah. it was just started by Latino men. Yeah, and so but we're always conscious of how we represent ourselves because our letter. So if if like how you were saying that uh, how that pledge was acting out in that way, for us is that we're always wearing our letter no matter what. So like however I'm acting out in public. Um, I'm associated with my fraternity, so people are gonna think, "Oh, that's how this fraternity acts." Um, exactly. So we're always we're always conscious of that.
0: I just um, had uh, see that's something that I also like. I addressed when I said what I said about uh, my my ideas, my ideology on fraternities. Just I mean, personally, just because I had negative experiences with it, I've never been part of one. So I mean, obviously the the camaraderie and the brotherhood is great, but I have that already and that I am in no way, shape, or form a part of any organization that tells me what to do and how to act. I simply surround myself with people, the same morals, the same characters, the same strong-willed kind of people that act in a way that I want to associate myself with. And just in this certain circumstance, I was involved with certain people um, that really took uh, a different a different turn, different road than I, than I would do. I mean, uh, some people, you know, when, when, I guess the analogy goes, when the lights out, a different person might come out. So, that was my experience with people in fraternities, uh, they, they acted a little bit different from the, the morals that I hold myself to, and the people that I surround myself with, and I, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think Roy's fraternity, and, something i will touch on in a second uh Yadida sorority as mm-hmm. uh the right the sister to of, of rose fraternity so um and these these two organizations do an exceptional job of of, of being examples to the community and to what a well-run organization could be and the different uh, connections and networking options that you have throughout uh, being a part of this this group, uh, I believe is well worth – I don't know exactly what he went through, but whatever stakes and uh, different hoops he had to jump through and she had to jump through to become members, to become a part of this organization.
3: Yeah, so for me at least, um, there was a lot of people when – I joined my sorority, which is Lambda Theta Alpha Latin Sorority Incorporated, was they assumed, or there was certain indiv- individuals that assumed that I joined because it was a sister um, relation toward to Lambda Theta Phi. But that was not the case for me. I looked into, my sister is a sister of Lambda Theta Alpha. But um, I didn't want to join something that she was in um, because I, growing up i was always told to be like her or they would compare me to her and i was tired of it i wanted to be my own person like and there was nothing wrong with that but it was just like i guess the aspect of it, be like do what your sister does and it's not what i wanted to do um so looking into lambda theta alpha like it was the last sorority i wanted to join um, i looked into all the other ones but none of those other sororities like they're great sororities that we have on our campus but none of them reached out and gave me the help and the support that I was looking for and I ended up just being part of that sorority and it's just like the one sorority I didn't want to be part of was the one that was there like no matter what they were there to support me um so yeah
0: that's great that's awesome and the biggest uh detractor was because your sister was a part of it
3: yeah just because like i said growing up like... yeah
0: I, you know i couldn't know you don't have to explain to me i completely understand that now, i wasn't pressured into becoming my brother i was uh pressured into becoming the opposite of my brother <laughs> <laughs> but no the the biggest thing is like uh no matter how hard i tried to def- uh, try to fight it um people would make certain connections they make certain connections to your siblings always always oh yeah so if i fuck up they're like oh yeah you're just like your brother yeah or if i am like hard-headed they're like oh you're just like your sister (laughs) or if i'm you know you know what i'm just like you i'm just like my mom and i'm just like my dad we're the same because you know we get it from somewhere.
3: Yeah, and it came down to the p- picking the university too. Like I said, I didn't want to go to U of I, but it was the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
0: you know, you know, if you know, you know.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of I think an important aspect too is being able to be yourself. I I feel like I could like with you guys I can be myself. I don't have to like fake. act, be fake, or be someone else around you guys. I know, I know you guys will take me as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately <laughs> tell me about it and so and so you know like i kind of had like a, like i'm not a barrier but like when i was in college i was like who can i trust you know like you had walls up. and my through. yeah i had walls up and so and then i came across uh yeah met some guys who were really cool down on earth uh we have different interests. Like yeah, we listen great. to different music. Yeah.
0: This mm-hmm. is a real pain in the ass.
2: It's I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it probably doesn't come off that loud. I don't think I'm so, audio, it but it's very distracting. At least that's true. I see a lot of people staring.
1: They want to be us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jelly, peanut uh, butter, and jealous. <laughs> Okay, go ahead, Roy.
2: No. Um <clears throat> just to finish up what I was saying. Yeah, what yeah. is that? Foil. Mm, Aluminio. Um just the uh, uniqueness. So, when with them I could just be myself. Um uh, but with but you know, to a certain degree we also kind of code switch like with you guys I have memories and like past um with them I was building, you know, like a like a history. So, it it was it was dope to to get to meet them and so also like, I I would use not use them in but like connections they would help me like network yeah uh, I would use them for my professional references hey uh, let me look at your resume let's critique our resumes let's uh,
0: you know what though I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because something that Jesus uh, mentioned and bolt Sam on um, the blood sweat and beers episode was what really comes down, I guess a lot of what comes down to your professional success isn't always what you know, but who you, oh, you know. know. Very and uh, especially when, when I was in the oil field, um, it, it really came down to having really, really strong references. And because, uh, you know, the people that I set down as references had or were really highly regarded, I was considered for a position and I uh, actually ended up getting the the position based on uh not only my own accolades but the the high ranking references that vouched for my accolades and that's something that takes you a long way i mean i'm not i'm not I, no way shape or form trying to say that uh i endorse you to join uh fraternity um whether it benefits you or not, I'm not the kind of a person that's going to tell you what to do in your life, but that is something to keep in mind, what, what you want to do for your future and what connections you want to make. Maybe you are against joining a fraternity but or a sorority. But uh, if you consider this option, it might change your mind.
1: But but these two are like prime examples that not all fraternities and sororities are the same. Like yeah, like know, the same going back to that stigma, right? They always think that it's always about drinking and like this just yeah, partying a, and yeah, all that stuff. There's a stuff. lot of bad stigmas. A, of yeah. and and they're they're very good, clear examples that that's not that's not what it's all about. Exactly, yeah. and I think they're doing a really good job of clearing the air. Yeah,
3: and really. I was going to say, part of like our organization, we're part of like a multicultural versus like the white American fraternity and sororities. Like, they're way two different things. We don't have houses. Um, the American fraternity and sororities do have houses. So, um, I'm not going to lie. We do party. But which is fine. Which is fine. Like, yeah, it's college, you party, social, you social. This yeah. is
0: the Broken Barstool podcast.
3: <laughs> so, like, it, you're just having fun. Like, this. Like I had a sorority sister who would be like, the same way you party is the same same way you work. So, you would you party. You work hard, you play hard. Yeah, you would party hard Friday night. It's, it's, you you were expected to be at community service, 8 o'clock in the morning, next day. The same way you partied at night. On a Saturday? Yes. Goddamn. So, Friday night, you partied hard. You knew you had community service. If you went out, get your ass up and get to community service. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm talking about. And On a Saturday. So, so,
2: Damn.
3: <laughs> yeah, and if and if you didn't, there was consequences. There were fines. There was but it was because I mean you made that choice. You hold yourself to a yeah. higher standard. Yep. So exactly.
2: the same way. Yeah, uh, we would we would have a, like play cards against humanity, play some like just
0: play some drinking games, poker, have fun, go out and blow off night. steam.
2: We knew we had a community service. We'd wake up and we'd go get some coffee uh Those
3: grues. <laughs> we'd go get
2: some coffee and then go knock on doors uh and and by the way if you guys check uh, idaho lambdas you guys will can scroll and you guys will see me along with like my fraternity brothers uh with a bunch of food that was us in the morning and then we'd go get get some mcdonald's from the dollar menu because we were broke so uh, hell yeah
3: <laughs> broke college student issues
0: hell yes. oh, yeah yeah Alright, are you guys ready for one of my favorite segments and I think one of the most requested segments is the local beer. <laughs> so if we're gonna we're gonna take a minute here to get set up for our local beer segment. Alright, so here we are at one of my favorite segments and one of our heavily requested segments of the show. Uh we put up a bunch of different polls on Instagram. And uh, the question being, what would you guys like to see on the show? What kind of beer would you guys like us to try? What kind of different things would you like to see? And, well, thank you guys so much for the amount of responses and the amount of interactions you guys had with our polls that we really, really appreciated. But after uh, talking about this with Orlando, we fell on Blood Orange Hefeweizen from White Dog Brewing Company. And honestly, the, the main purpose why we picked this one, not saying that it was any better than any of the other options, but the main purpose of this one was every time I, I go downtown, I always see this sign is White Dog Brewing Company. And one thing that I am particularly proud of is the work and products that come out of Boise, Idaho. And White Dog being a product of Boise, Idaho, I want to represent what we have in that town. So, after talking about this with Orlando, we fell on this, and I think it's only fitting for how much work we put into putting this show together, being in the middle of a forest, getting out to you guys, and the amount of work and labor and the end product that White Dog puts into their product to
1: get us this beer here. I so. I, I picked this specifically because of the name alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that sounds fucking badass. Yeah. I kind of want to try it. Yeah, well,
0: I guess I I was just thinking a little different. But here we are. We're going to give this a try. And uh, normally, Tradition would go Orlando starts. But since he is now on my right, uh, we are going to start with Roy. Go to Yadira, the myself, and then Orlando is going to cap. So, Roy, give us a sip and tell me what you think about this. Roy.
1: Well, I got to do cheers. Got to do cheers. Okay, cheers. Yeah, yeah, we got to do Cheers. cheers. Cheers, everybody! Cheers. Salud. 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 salud, salud,
0: salud. salud. Cheers, Roy. <laughs> okay. Give a little minute uh, to to simmer. <sighs> yeah. What do you think, Roy?
2: Okay, I'm going to give this an eight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, why?
2: It's really good. I taste, personally, I taste the orange. It's really pleasant. And I would actually add this to my list of beers to drink.
1: Interesting, damn. Damn.
0: Yeah, I honestly I think that is that that says a lot.
1: Yeah, if it you're does. gonna put it on your regular lineup.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're a person like me, you're very particular about what uh, what beer you're putting in your fridge, what what beer you're stocking up. It's true,
2: but I also don't have like a, a huge list, list. of. Uh, I've usually just talked to like Mexican beers mostly, and then here and there, if a friend has been like, "Hey, try this out,"
3: and I'll try it.
2: But this, is, I like this. It's pretty good.
3: Yeah. You What do you think? Um, I'm not a beer person, but I would have to give it a five. It's not my cup of tea. It's a little too bitter for me. Um, yeah, I don't taste the orange whatsoever in it. Um, which is a little disappointing, because of oh, the name. Yeah, I was expecting to taste at least a little bit of orange.
0: Fair enough. When's the last time you had an orange?
3: Mm, oh like
1: probably a week ago
3: week or a week ago Yeah.
0: no uh i think okay so one of the big things that that i'm going to say first of all i'm going to give this this overall a seven so the reasoning behind it was because for one it, it is a very full-bodied beer it is very um uh, I, just for my palate, I've, I enjoyed it very much. But there's certain keynotes that I really picked up on. Uh, for one, for instance, it has a pumpkin pumpkiny taste. A fi- it, it tastes uh, very seasonal. Yes, uh, I it, agree. It does have a, a citrus note, uh, like on the nose. You can really pick up on that. I think it's a a little bit more seasonal in taste. I, I don't I don't think this is like necessarily a, a summer brew or anything that. That people necessarily. Uh, this is a. This is, a seek. this is like a midweather brew. Yeah, I think this is a fall. I th- I think that, honestly this is a fall brew. Uh, if anything, I would drink this around, you know, end of summer, early, early. October, end of September. Yeah. I think this would would really fit in because I, I the pumpkin note for me is something that is super overpowering, and the only time I really get the blood orange is uh, is on the nose. So, I mean, overall, I give it a 7. It is a very um, good-tasting beer. I like it. It's full-bodied, flavorful. Um, but, yeah, I give it a 7. I think you guys should try
1: it. Um, I'm going to give this a 6, uh, mainly because, just going off the name of the can, Blood Orange half Hefeweizen, um, I don't really taste the orange. I, I don't. I was expecting some orange in here, and I got hardly any of that, or none of it, actually. <laughs> uh, it is a very weedy beer though which i kind of like a little bit more than others so that's why it doesn't get lower than that but um kind of going off the name what they were going for yeah just a six yeah so
0: one of the biggest things that people are interested in hearing are the stories
1: well actually we haven't really even Talked about like where we're at, and just our time here for the past three days. Oh shit!
3: Yeah, you're right. You're right. You did in the beginning. You said we were in this purse.
1: That's about it. And then we we we've actually been capping here for about three days now. Um, well, more like three nights, but two nights and two days, I guess. Um, but this is gonna be day three. Exactly. Um, I've been enjoying my time here so much. Like I don't want to go back, but unfortunately I do <laughs> yeah, because exactly. I fucking I need money, right? I need money, and I I need yeah, to be able lives. to, I uh, have responsibilities and lives and stuff. So, but um, yeah, dude, I I don't want to leave. Oh man, I'm right there with you. You know what? For me,
0: like this the full embodiment uh, the full embodiment of this uh, trip it was almost like a vacation to me. It's like a soul reset. Hundred percent. Because all I've been doing, uh aside from this podcast is work and and it consumes your life and it it really can put you in a negative mind state. And you know, when, once you're sitting there and you're just, you know, grinding, 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 those gears wear out. So you need that reset. You need that reset to really level you down and take you back to earth and have fun. And this is one of those things that I absolutely love, man. It's like replenished my soul. I got, re-in-tune with nature and i've loved every second about this and we've done a lot of fun shit
1: roy you've been here since, <laughs> since uh since the first night so what do you uh, what do you think so far
2: i've been loving every piece it's so green the air it's so clean yeah
1: this is this is that nature smell you won't get in the city yeah i
2: don't, I don't even have signal
0: yeah, so that's oh, it's oh, such it's a been big thing.
1: So fucking good. <laughs> I get a lot of texts from work now, and it's like, oh, thank God I can't fucking answer them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: uh, and then my emails from work, um, those come you in. Really
0: disconnect.
2: And so it's just been nice, like uh, just driving through the whole scenery. Was yeah, so it was nice. amazing.
0: And actually, actually, we've been taking a little bit of a, a little bit of footage throughout this entire thing. And the, I think this is an appropriate time to mention the Broken bar stool
1: vlog. Orlando, would you like to comment on that? Uh, so I guess this is going to be like our first official sort of vlog. I mean, it's going to just have just moments of us, obviously, just doing our thing. You know, we're going to be out out and about. Um, you get to see kind of the behind of what, what we've been up to and everything, but... Um, yeah Expect more of these As long as As long as we can keep These churning out As we go Exactly And adventure And explore nature and Behind everything.
0: the bar With Juan and Orlando Oh
1: yeah Behind the bar
0: Behind the bar
2: And that waterfall That, that wa- waterfall Oh, waterfall. oh, that, oh waterfall. that waterfall Was
1: beautiful
0: Yeah was We have all kinds Of great things uh, One Uh The fishing of the, here Was fucking yeah, great Yeah the fish Yeah dude I'm so glad you said that Because I was about to uh, The fishing We actually hit our limit For rainbow trout In the city of Idaho For a day and, uh, earlier this morning, we actually, you know, had some fresh rainbow trout to, to eat. And, uh, it was, it was amazing, you know, at less than 24 hours old, fresh out of the, fresh out of the water onto the grill. And it was, it was just amazing. This whole experience was just great. Um, we spent i don't know how many hours out just enjoying ourselves we went hiking we went fishing we've been
1: i love riding in the back of uh Royce truck that's so much fun dude it was just, just driving through all these trails like all these unpaved roads and shit yeah everything's
0: it... everything on its own is like a new experience like a new little thing it's like
1: because none of us have ever
0: been out here yeah
3: it's uh, actually my first time camping so. really really yeah,
1: i'm very I, very camping. We. I feel honored to, to have you <laughs> <room> here today. <tonight. laughs> hey, Holy crap! Yeah. that's amazing. What, yeah. what What do you think of our spot and everything so far? Because like you, you came like a, a day later, so you never got to really help us pick or anything. So, so what do you, What do you think so far?
3: I like it. Yeah. Um Though I think there is a downside of it. I think I'm used to like where we typically would go, hang out with my family at the, up in close to Pomerel. I'm trying to think of the name of that like.
1: Uh, Lake Cleveland.
3: Yes. Yeah. They have, like, a beautiful, like, lake just right there, like, next to the campsites. And uh, it's like...
1: We're not too far from a very beautiful spot. The largest waterfall
0: in the state of Idaho. Yeah. No way. Yeah. It was. Wow. Yeah, we went to go see. Actually, what we saw, Roy, was just the lower falls. It's actually three oh, tiers. Wow. Yeah, it's three tiers.
1: So, so yeah, we're, we're actually, actually we're, about we this. After this, we're probably going to go. Yeah, we're still
2: due to go to
1: the. We're still going to go do some of that. So, you're going to see yeah. some stuff. After yeah, the fact. So. Exactly.
3: So thank you guys for inviting me to come out and camp with y'all. Because at first I told you, it's like, it's, a, it's your bro moment with the guys. Like, <laughs> go out, have fun. and No, we, time, we,
1: so. we, we'd we love to have as many people as we can. <laughs> become a par- yeah. Become you know a part what? of this.
0: They're, honestly, I think this is like the perfect amount of people. Because if you have a, a very, very large group, it seems to start to separate And certain people start doing their own things. This is very inclusive where everyone can still be a part of one activity. Everyone can enjoy one moment. Mm -hmm. And everyone brings that home. But if you have a very large group, for instance, people will have differences in opinion. And then next thing you know, like... They form groups and stuff. Yeah, not everybody shares the same uh, moments, you know?
3: Yeah. And it's good because, like, I was mentioning you guys earlier, like, we don't have much. Or I was telling Megan, actually, Juan's girlfriend... Um, we don't have many, like, friends up here. Like, it's just, like, our colleagues or, like, people we know. Uh-huh. Anyways, how I was saying, um, yeah, so I guess it's it's good. Like, Juan and I have known each other for many, many, many years. We did break ties some t- point in our lives and, like, whatever. But it's, the connection is still there from, like, from kids. From kids. Like, it, it's not like we are awkwardly like oh hi to see you again it's yeah. that same connection
0: i started um, like 30 times when i said hi to her <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 hi <laughs> yeah and Aww. getting to meet orlando and megan it have been has been great like great people for sure and i look forward to more time like this maybe next time we'll go to the boise area and we can do something about yeah
0: absolutely this has been Hell phenomenal.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm totally down for that. This has been a, it's regret. a great
0: thing. Like this is something that I'm going to take away and remember. Um, not not only just as a, as a part of this podcast, but like as as a as a moment that we have shared as people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, you know, It's a it's a good time. <clears throat> you know. Uh, I want to say cheers, cheers Silent. to you guys, cheers to our uh, uh cheers our cheers. friendships and I, um, uh, to uh, future uh, encounters. <laughs> Salute, I
1: am out of beer. That's just so you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, if you could pass me another another Bruha, that'd be nice. No, so
0: as Roy is digging through cooler right now, uh that brings up the next thing that I want really wanna talk about. Uh So we've actually mentioned Roy in a couple other podcasts. He's made a little subtle uh, here we go subtle appearances, (laughs) and
3: spill the tea.
0: And it's something that I know everybody else wants to hear, but excuse me. Oh jeez! But Roy has, you know, always been uh, a a big player in our group, and his stories are, you know, well renowned. So, Roy, if you have anything that comes to mind, give me one story involving both Orlando and I. It could be anything from us running around as rug kids, getting into trouble. It could be something from wrestling uh, when we were on the team together. Uh, you know, you've always been around. It could be soccer. It could be anything. And we've always had a good time. And Roy was always at the, uh, I, I I guess, right at ground level. He was
1: always there.
2: <clears throat> I was always the spot to go. Oh,
0: home. yeah. The
1: spot and to eat, to drink, to anything, bro. That His like, spot was the spot. You guys want something? Alright. <laughs> My house. Let's go.
2: <laughs> Let's go. At lunch. Advisory. Let's go. Uh, I remember once uh, I, I don't know if you went through a heartbreak, Orlando, but uh, yes, you like, came in listening to Pierce the Veal. <laughs> uh, and you were like... You got something? I was like, you know, you already know.
0: <laughs> was I there?
2: Yeah, you were. Are it you was sure it wasn't two. me? It was us two. It was us three, actually, that,
1: oh, that shit. particular time. I don't remember what he's talking about, but keep going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, this particular time, you were going through some stuff. I was like, you know, and I was like, screw it, skip class. Skip class. Don't skip class. <laughs> <laughs> And don't, if you do, don't make, do what we did. <laughs> make up your work. So did a good, cute summer. ass beer. Uh, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. we, you just you were just decompressing and uh, <laughs> just uh, drinking.
1: When was this like like what year? What year in high school or junior high? Bro, or what?
2: Junior I think it was high? like junior high. Uh, no, I mean, junior year or senior year,
1: junior, senior year. Fuck, I don't remember this. Keep going. But
2: we came often to my house.
0: Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we had a tradition. We'd go to your house uh, the first day of every every year of high school. <laughs> every year of
1: high school, my, yeah, I remember that.
2: My mom would be like, "We'd buy chimichangas, and we'd go to lunch to my place, and and she'd come home and say las chimichangas.' I was like, mother's called me.' <laughs> I already uh, ate them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like I, she's like, like wow, what a growing boy! Yeah, Here's Spike, growing And boy. Not to mention, not to mention Joe, Joe, Joe. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, dude, like, bro, you got eggs? Yeah, dude, this motherfucker
1: eggs. would <laughs> cook meals at <laughs> Roy's house. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the ramen days when we would cook like like those a whole pot? Those those one, I don't know, I don't know. Those of you who are Mexican, right? You know those big ass fucking pots that you cook your tamales in.
3: In the steam pots. Yeah, those fucking big
1: ass <laughs> ones. That's that's what we would um cook ramen in, oh. for like five or six of us for a day. Like we'd go to like, Smith's, grab them, go go to Roy's house. Like a whole box. The
3: five gallon, like oh yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly, the whole thing was full, and we'd finish it by by the end of lunch. We like, got half an hour lunch sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we extend it to an hour. but
2: yeah. I remember our... also always collecting Arizona cans.
1: Oh yeah. Oh dude,
2: oh, dude, I forgot that. Every time we also went on like soccer, like Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. We would, would try to go find
1: like different Arizonas every yeah. time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I used to have a wall of Arizonas, and mom was like, like when are you going to throw them away? When are you going to recycle them? I was like, I'm not going to recycle. Yeah. As, uh, I had, about, like, whole <laughs> we had wall. a ball like Fuck a the earth. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I got rid of them eventually, but. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then there's, there's just a lot of times, that, I mean. It's and, like, and in his car, his all white like little car, Toyota Corolla, the,
1: the Toyota, bro, the Toyota was fucking sick. <laughs> Mobbing in the Corolla. That was a loud ass fly. Fuck yeah, it was. You you know you know what story that I was never a part of that I heard afterward, <laughs> and, 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 and and I feel like, cause I got lunch attention, so cause I got I was, well, I was late a lot in school. Don't be late, kids. I was late <laughs> a lot. Me too. And, and so I yeah, but you never got lunch attention like I did I got fucking shit. I got t- lunch
2: attention several times. My senior year.
1: My junior year.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. No, no, no. I I got lunch attention like a lot. I think I went a month straight lunch attention. <laughs> like, it was bad. But anyways, um you guys were telling me about this one time where where Hyrule had apparently snuck in a girl. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh god. Hiro. Hiro. Hiroyo is a different beast, but um,
2: so yeah, um, Hiro, Hiro, um, good friend, um, especially at that time too. Oh yeah. Um, I was like, he texted me. He said, "Hey, bro, I don't want to go to school." I was like, "Okay." Sounds like like, a you problem. Yeah, I was like, okay, (laughs) good to know. And he was like, yeah, do you mind if I hang out at your house? I was like, I don't know, bro, because my parents might come. Sometimes my dad likes to come in for lunch. And if I don't let them know that you're kicking it there, I don't know. So I was like, nah, "Mm, probably not. But in the back of my he's like, but but he's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm still going to skip school. I was like, okay. (laughs) do do your thing whatever (laughs) you do you but i but in the back of my head i was like there is a chance he might still come to my house but i'm crazy to think that and so i locked the door the front door
1: uh by the way roy never locks his door at his his probably should not say (laughs) well back then back then
2: and so, I locked my front door. Um, the back door actually has, like, a cap, like a, like, a dresser of my parents' work clothes. Yes. And so, um, there's a okay. back door.
0: A can. large, immovable yeah. object. Yes.
2: And so, went home. I actually saw him walking with a girl. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, got to class. And then, it was uh, Orlando, Juan, Joe... And I think Jalen maybe. Probably.
1: No, I wasn't there. I had lunch then no? j- Oh, Okay. I, the, I was not there for that but there one. There were several. Bobby, of us. Was it Bobby? Bobby Bobby. So. Bobby. Jalen. George. Bobby,
2: he broke. He broke part of my fence. Bobby hopping over the fence. Yeah, his fucking. <laughs> so. So anyways, we went to we went to my place oh, we for lunch.
0: Fucked up his house so much dude.
2: <laughs> and I and then I walk in and I see shoes, and I'm like, these aren't my these aren't my sister's shoes. These. I mean,
0: I remember now,
2: dude, but, like, at least he kept the shoes off rule going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I see that jacket. That's not my jacket. The door was locked. I unlocked the door. Yeah. And so I was like, what the hell is going on here? And I go to my room and I see Hyrule. And this girl, <laughs> I'm like. And we're all we, but we all walked in like yeah. all of us group. as a unit. Yeah. No yeah. way! But I mean, they were clothed and everything. And they were just like kind of like <laughs> sitting on the bed or what? Yeah. Like,
1: hey,
0: what's
1: up? Oh, and, wasn't this
2: in your bed?
0: Yeah,
1: this was in <laughs> Roy's bed. <laughs> and, we
2: were, and I was like, we all started just laughing, and so he was kind of like, "What's up, guys?" Uh, but I was like, "What's up, dude?" But I was really laid back. I mean, I'm a laid back person, like. I
0: still actually I still remember the girl that he was with. I'm not there. No, name, no, no, no. Her name shall remain anonymous. Definitely.
2: Yeah. And so I and then he I had a conversation with him afterwards. I was like, how'd you get in? He apparently went through my back door, and he saw that 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 dresser and he had moved it to like. Yeah. Get in. But like, at that time, cause I was like, oh yeah, like, bros, right? Like, I was like. Uh. Basically, that's, that's breaking that string. <laughs> yeah, that's breaking that That's breaking an entry. And like so, a
0: massive, massive but intrusion on yeah. your personal privacy. I told him, like, privacy.
2: and he had checked in with me if I could, if he could do that, but I told him, like, not to. Yeah. He and still he did it
0: anyways. That's, uh, I mean, can, all things considered, it was pretty fucked up. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, definitely.
2: He still did his thing. I yeah. told him to, if he did his thing, uh, to just... Be Wash. sanitary, and sanitizes everything. Yeah, and I come home. I come home, and one <laughs> of the doors is broken.
1: Oh yeah, I remember the door is fucking broken. He denied it
2: multiple times. I asked. I think. He, I think Joe. I think Hyro told Joe, and Joe was like, "Yeah, dude, he he yeah. fucking broke
1: it." Yeah, what? he broke. What it. do you mean? He was, broke the. Was it the back door or was it your door? Uh, no,
2: the- I won't get specifically what door it was. Okay, but it, but it was one of the doors locked. It was. It was. It it was used as a placeholder. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, uh, I had to explain to my parents why the door was broken. <laughs> Shit. Jesus uh, Christ. I see, God damn. <laughs> I see that. Hi- oh, Hiro was asked like twice. One time, well, he he like outbetted us to drink once, right? Yeah, uh, tequila. And yeah, I was I was scared of his mom, and his mom
0: was fucking. And it, I yeah.
1: I actually never met Hyrule's mom. No, never.
2: I'm. I went over to ha- I went over to his house several times.
1: Do you know so. who his mom co- like consistently
0: hits me up? Brian's mom. Oh yeah. Yeah, she hits me up all the time. She hits me up all the time. But yeah, that's no not there. here,
2: no there. Uh, psh, stories. <laughs> I mean, the one that you weren't part of was the tent, and that—that that, I mean, you, you, brought, it up, you brought it that up. That was sick. That was funny. <laughs> you brought it up in the, that your second episode, and that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, uh, that was a good time. And actually, and so a clarification. Uh, Thank you <laughs> for when George, how how like where uh, aliens wander, outburst. Yeah, and not only that, like how cocky he was. Yeah, it was actually the the challenge was to. Uh, call one of the numbers that he had in his phone, and ma- and convince the girl to moan.
0: No way! That's what it was.
2: That was a challenge.
0: Oh, <laughs> gross! Gross! <laughs> <laughs>
2: and he would like, like, hey baby, how you doing? And then he
0: did, he actually <laughs> did it though, for right? One for one. Yeah.
2: And then and he asked her to repeat, and she did once. And then after that, she was like, nah.
0: <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> so,
1: what, what kind of shit did we get
0: ourselves? I don't know. dude We're fucking stupid.
2: We're yeah, young. Yeah. It's kind of. That and was, then we had like I do was, remember you saying that we got like on a serious note, like just talking about life. And yeah, all we're that. talking about. Life. And, was, and then I don't know where he was like, y'all fuck aliens. Y'all fuck aliens. aliens. <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> oh my god! He, one of his phrases that I still remember is like, shut your monkey ass
1: up. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, shut your monkey ass. This we in no way, shape, or form. referring to this in any sort of derogatory way we're just quoting a friend (laughs) yeah for real
1: um so here here's something that i kind of want to maybe you you guys can elaborate on it um so you like what kind of uh do you guys have like any kind of fun stories from your time here (laughs) in moscow in moscow yeah I guess not just Moscow. Anything in, general, in particular but seven years you said? Going on seven years. So going on seven years, yeah. September, yeah.
0: That's a whole lot of time to probably bring up a couple stories. <laughs> Especially
1: for the for the
0: for the podcast. For
1: for the broken bars. <laughs> Dang, that's
3: a lot. Oh yeah. shit. Alright.
1: I'm interested. <laughs>
2: Dang. I mean, we, we just, like, uh, in May, we went to a friend's wedding. in uh, okay. most recent. Yeah, most, the most recent it's one. Been,
3: it's our first trip together.
2: Yeah, in Navajo, Sonora. So, oh, damn. So in Mexico? I've never been to Sonora. Damn.
1: but You went to a wedding in Mexico? Just yeah. He was, it was a was. I was a groomsman. Oh, man. okay, okay. All right, never mind, never it mind was,
2: then. It was for a fraternity brother. He's a real good friend of mine. Okay. Uh and good friend of yours too, um, and yeah, I'm I super honored to be part of that special moment. We went. Um, we had to budget <laughs> to go, but we went. It was super fun. Uh, we uh, the whole cartel thing is is, is,
3: is kind of it, crazy. It, it's there.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh wow. Uh, luckily, we just no problems. Waves, we no problems. Okay. No problems. Good. But but uh we uh,
3: There was a close encounter, let's say that. But Okay. No yeah. nothing. Yeah, luckily. Uh th- nothing happened.
2: Thanks be to God for that. Nothing. Happened. Okay. Uh so yeah, um it was fun. Uh we he got married by the beach and Yeah, see um, all
3: these scars down here? Those, <laughs> those are all bug bites. Mosquitoes
2: life. were going like crazy. And I bet um, and like i don't know why i don't know why but during his vows like in her vows it's tough
0: it was touching
2: it was touching it's 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 touching to hear that i Um, can believe that yeah
0: yeah Yeah, no man true true love and vulnerable very vulnerable moments are very touching
3: yeah yeah so i i gotta say yeah that was fun but i think part of that trip was us going to mexico city um it was short like Three, four hours. We
2: were we, we landed, like, at 2, two, 2 p.m. Yeah. And we were in Mexico City.
3: We were supposed to be leaving, like, 6 a.m. the next day, yeah. like, our for our new trip. So, we d- got Airbnb, and we're, like, we're going to spend most of the day there. But Roy got um, held back by Border Patrol, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So. I was, like, freaking out because he went through immigration first, and then he just, like waves his hand like hey and i was like okay like i thought he was telling me like i got through like i'll be over here and like i passed through border patrol and i'm like and then they slap on the gloves no i didn't see I, I was like, yeah i was like where the heck is he like i literally went to go grab our bags i had like two three bags with me his our his carry-on and yeah Anyways, it was a lot like, a lot of bags for me to handle for myself, so I was over here hauling, like, bags, trying to find where he was at, asking everybody, like, hey, like, wha- like who do I contact if, like, I'm missing someone, and they're like, oh, I'll go talk to them, and then they're like, oh, immigration probably took them, like, stand here and, like... <laughs> i was like but before asking i was like damn what if cartel took him like I, I was like i need to call his mom i need to like i was about to cry because i was he like gets yeah. and so, i was calling him calling him like no response whatsoever i was seriously about to call his mom like i didn't know what to she do was like she's gonna call
2: my mom and say that she like like she couldn't
1: see him. He's of, gone. Like, yeah. He's gone. Gone. <laughs>
3: yeah. So I was like, "Dang!" And yeah, here he comes. Sorry, babe. I was stuck. So on.
2: So, so what happened is, uh, to that deuce Like when I said, like when I waved at her, I like turned in my. I went to the Mexican immigration. I, I gave my passport and scanned it. And she's like, "Okay, come with me." And I was like, "They do
0: random checks."
2: Yeah. And I, well, his wasn't random. This was spe- this was spe- something specific happened in that instance. And I was like, okay, cool. And so then I'm, there I am going and then I see her and I'm like, like, "Ah." bye. He's having a jolly
1: (laughs) ass time
0: right now. Yeah, like, I'm like,
2: okay, see her. And then I, they take me into a room
0: full of KY Uh, rubber gloves. It
2: was, (laughs) (laughs) and then I'm like, uh, the lady at the door, she's like, "Um, uh, American visa, American passport. And I was like, yes. She's like, okay, uh, you sit over there. And I was like, okay, let me text my girlfriend and tell her that I'm over here. She's like, no. You can't even pull your phone out in here. I was like, I just need to tell her that I am unavailable right now. And yeah. she's like, No, you can not whatsoever pull out your phone and I was like, Okay. So I took my phone. In. But I wanted a low key, like yeah. send a message, but I that couldn't. That kind of
1: sounds phone. like an impingement on your right. <laughs> For real. <laughs> like and so yo, I got somebody out there that loves and cares about me is probably gonna freak <laughs> out that I don't show back up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so and I'm not afraid to make a conversation. So there was uh people in there from like I don't know, like Guatemala, Nicaragua, and they're all just pulled aside. And some they, they got a questionnaire. I didn't get a questionnaire because I, I was a U.S. Uh, uh, citizen. passport citizen. A citizen. Yeah. And so they were from different countries. And so um, they asked me, hey, what's there to do in Mexico City? I was like, uh, I mean, you could do this and this. He was like, what else? So I guess I guess they were trying to figure out what they were doing in Mexico. Mm. at that time and so I, I was like yeah bro you can go over here you can go over here you can like go see the statue and he's like oh yeah where where's that and so i was like i was like yeah, this is kind of a sketch i think i'm gonna just keep quiet <laughs> and so i just stayed quiet um I, I kept asking the lady i was like hey uh when am i gonna get my passport back because i had to give it to them and they're like well um yo we'll we'll let you know when it's time yeah
3: and when I was looking for him, they told me it could take up to three to four hours for Jesus. him to come back down. God damn! So I was like, "Gosh, dang it!"
2: So essentially, I was like, "Okay, whatever. I'm just gonna chill." I was just watching the TV. And what were they playing? I yeah, think I think they were playing soccer, bro. And I was like, "Okay, cool." Obviously. <laughs> and and so was, and then eventually one of the offer uh, like one of the officers came out and. He was naming people. Okay, blah blah blah. Rodrigo Juarez. I was like, Yeah, that's me. And so, uh, yeah, essentially, the problem was that there was somebody else in Mexico that had came in with the, my same name, with the same name and same like, uh, birth date and everything. So, god like, damn. So they were just like, we had to check who you were, basically your credentials and everything, to see like, if everything lined up. And I was like, Okay, cool. It's like, but you can go. And then I see her and she's like, oh, my God, I'm like, <laughs> then you you're found okay. Him. <laughs> you fa- you like, yeah, found the I'm other okay.
0: Rodrigo. You're like, you're cool. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, We saw each other and I was like, yeah, like um, everything's good. Uh, and then we went out, to the, we went to, to our Airbnb and it was just because a placeholder, because we didn't really trust Mexico City. Like, oh, for sure. To hold. like yeah, to at least, stuff. Like walk Money, around. Nothing. Yeah. We Because like I had friends that have gone there, um, who have lived there and they got injected, right so we're like okay let's just take a phone to trans- for transportation and and
3: we had like each like 300 dollars just to the, like the, change the budget yeah. yeah well yeah it was for us to change Mex- from u.s to mexican dollars so we're like we can't carry this with us and
2: yeah we use airbnb uh and uber uber uh so we got to our place and then we went to Go to the uh, the Catholic, uh, the Basilica. Basilica, like De the Guadalupe, mm-hmm. like the big old uh, yeah, Virgin Mary, and Church. then the
3: angel. We wanted to go to the big flag, but we didn't know that they had specific times where they raised the flag and bring it back down. So, oh, that's
2: yeah, that's and yeah. one of the taxis, we're like, hey, like, uh, is it safe here? Like, we know there's like, we're, I know, like, you could get jacked here, but like have you had an experience like that? And they'd be like, yeah, I, you know, this one time I, they pulled a gun on me and they took my money my away. Phone, my yeah, money. Everything. everything. I was like, Bro,
1: God damn, damn,
3: like they just literally speak about it. Like it's a normal, like just yeah. give them your crap and you'll be good.
2: Yeah. you Just don't fight with them. Don't be like, no, nah, yeah. screw you. Like, don't take my shit. Die. Yeah. You just like, so we're like, okay, cool, whatever. And, um, yeah, we got to see that famous angel statue, and then we went. We asked one of the t- uh, Ubers, like, "Hey, like, what's a good spot to eat?" <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Yeah, go to this like, go to this one place." Uh, we can't remember the name of yeah, it. I don't know, but like, they give you what?
3: Because yeah, he's like, like, like this big, <laughs> like this big. No, no kidding. He, it's he like didn't,
0: he didn't say torta. He said a torta. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: not kidding, you guys. It's one torta. U.S. torta. Yeah. Put together. Two. Like
2: two, like two of huge, those.
3: Bro. Like, literally, like we looked at the bread and it, it's one God. torta, Damn, like bro, torta bread, but they that, like yeah. smash it together and it makes two, and, and it's like huge. Like, I don't, I don't even know if I saw I, the picture. Yeah. No,
2: but it was huge, and so we're like, okay, cool. Um, we got Starbucks in in Mexico City. Yeah, and then we got another Uber to that place, and I'm like, hey, how's this zone? Like, is it safe? And and he and he was like. It's kind of a sketch where you guys are going, but I mean, if you guys are good, like, then we're good. You're good, Uh yeah. And we the the torta was 140 pesos. I don't know if they, you can tell how big
3: it is, but
1: god damn, damn. it was
3: thick.
2: Holy <laughs> shit, you're
1: gonna have to send me that.
2: <laughs> I will. It was thick, and I uh, ended up saving a piece, half of it because I couldn't finish it. I ended up half and half of it, and then on the way back into the states, they were like, "Yeah, this has pork. You can't." fucking threw it away damn so sad day but if i ever go back to el Defe, i'm getting
0: (laughs)
1: fair enough
3: that's one of our most recent yeah most recent
0: fair enough man that was thank you guys for sharing that story this is that was
1: was a good story i like that yeah god damn dude i hope i never have to go to fucking border (laughs) patrol like you do every
2: time i go there's usually an x on my picture yeah did
0: did he have small hands The guy who inspected you? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, so we're nearing the end here. And I think it should be important and a part of this uh, to give you guys a moment to reach out to our viewers and our listeners. And to... Uh, promote whatever it is that might help a new first-generation young aspiring college student aspiring academic to get over that hurdle and to help them be successful do you have any advices anything that you would like to share for for a person who might be thinking about or on the fence about going to college or getting prepared to go to college
3: i first want to say is it's not really it's i guess it is advice just don't be afraid to go away like i know there's a lot of people in our area that want to stay close to burley um csi like i'm not saying there's anything wrong with those schools but it's just a starter school um go go away from your your where you grew up like even Mitch. if it's Pocatello if it's yeah. Boise like get out of your comfort zone yeah like yeah, exactly. get out I like that. yes like go out meet new people interact with new people like those people that are truly going to be in your life will be in your life regardless where you go like I've lost I lost a lot of my close high school friends um and you know it happens I met new people great people and I mean, a prime example is Juan and like Roy and Orlando. They're still f- great friends, and like here I am too, like with Juan and like. It's truly the people that are going to be in your life. They're going to be in your life throughout the rest of your life, no I matter. Made it back. <laughs> no matter. You made how. it through the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could say we both made it back. <laughs> exactly. Um, but don't be afraid. Um, leave, leave your like. Or, uh, Orlando said your horizons like right go on. out like start some like if you have the opportunity you get scholarships to go like take them and go like don't just say i'm going to stay here for like my first two years and then transfer because you don't get the same opportunities and scholarships going in as a first year student to a a college a university like i have a little cousin currently that she just graduated she was so hard headed to stay in twin and do her classes, her first, her general classes. I was like, no, go away, start fresh somewhere else. She's going to Pocatello and they're giving her money just for being a first year. Like, and she wouldn't get that money if she would have transferred as a second year. Shout out ISU. Yes. The <laughs> bangles. Ba-
0: bangle for
1: life.
3: <laughs> yes. Shout out to them, but go vandals. Yeah. <laughs> I, um,
1: I went to fucking California, so do yeah. what I did. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, reach out. I like I mentioned earlier. I work for financial aid. Reach out to financial aid. Like, ask for like, ask for those questions. Ask those questions that you're not sure of. Like, they will help you. Don't be afraid. If you're struggling financially, talk to your advisors. Like, literally, and be talk.
0: honest about it.
3: Yes, be like we yes. tr- like tell our students. Like, I I have an alphabet. I take the last half of the alphabet r through z i tell my students like i i am true to them and i tell them like be genuine when you're when you know you're struggling like reach out tell me what's going on and i will do the best i can to see what i can help you with um there's a lot of people that struggle and i me unfortunately i never reached out to financial aid as an undergrad not because like i was just like because they're not going to help me they're going to tell me to take out loans and I didn't want to take out loans there's nothing wrong with taking out loans so if you need it you need to do it but at that point it's like well with the scholarships I had like I was able to make it off well but when I went to study abroad I needed extra money and it's just like they're just going to have me pull out loans and you know what I'm just going to work my summer but if I would have known now working in financial aid they have money to help students like whether you're struggling financially through housing, whether it's to fix your car, whether it's something like if they're like, out there, they're to out help there to the help student. you. Yes, they're out there. And if they don't, they'll tell you, they'll truly tell you, like, we don't have the funding because each university is different. If they might not have the funding, so they might tell you, like, yeah, we really don't. But either way, reach out and ask those questions. Like, if you don't know what's going on, like... Ask them, like, yeah. So, yeah. That some
0: was inst- great advice. Thank uh, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much.
2: Some institutions even do, like, depending on how close you're located, they can waiver you in to be in-state. So if you want to go to an out-of-state school, some some can be like, yeah, we'll, we'll consider you in-state. Mm-hmm. You just – there's certain schools that will do that, have those programs. Uh, but, like, you know, kind of in line with what you were saying, um, you know just don't be afraid to ask I, I know I was um, you know like you could lose opportunities people can know scholarships programs that will just be right up your alley and just for not asking or for not knowing or having misinformation that can that can really drive you away um, one of my siblings for example thought for him to go to college he had to take out loans purely but that was not the case
1: no it's not
2: yeah you can you can get uh, scholarships you can get depending on how how you did and um, um, and, and where you're from too yeah. yeah. and depending on like also like loans can be an investment I'm not saying you know consider con- consider you know where you're going what program you're doing and what, how you're spending your time essentially like I'm not like don't go to uh, <laughs> don't go to New York and pull out like $70,000 and just blow and it just all the way on cars off, and yeah. have fun like I mean they're, they're like uh, you can go to an institution that will do the job and will get you to where you need to be. Uh, it's it depends on how you apply yourself. Make those connections. Uh, yeah. go speak to people. Uh, reach out for help. The worst thing a person can tell you is no.
0: The yeah exactly. And something that I've always I've always said, um, especially like I've, I've said this to uh, different people that are that have gone to college and that are now going back. But a big thing that comes down is, to, is loans and financing and stuff like that. But I always bring up the fact that you have to have a good head on your shoulders when it comes in, when it comes to that because when, when it goes down to brass tacks, you are investing in yourself. You are investing in your future. And this is, I mean, as as uh shitty as it is to say this, there's is very limited ways to, to progress if you don't invest in yourself. Don't get me wrong, there's there's so many examples of one offs who did not go through the same hoops, so to speak, and they you know became successful or whatever. And that is great. That is great. Yeah. But you have to keep in mind that even though this is a lot of money and you're playing with big digit numbers you are investing in yourself, your future, and possibly the stability of your family's future.
3: Yes. And I didn't want to take out loans because I always heard of the negative part of it. And now, like I said, now that I work with financial aid, as long as you're using that money, like Juan says, to invest in yourself, it's worth it. Like, no matter, like, you're, it, they're going to get paid off eventually. Don't be dumb and, like, take out, like Roy says, $70,000 just to, like, throw it out, like, in the air, like,
2: I met a kid who used that money to buy a car. I mean, oh my that, god, are you serious? That you're could, double paying on that bitch. That could be either a good thing if you very much need it, but it could be like, very true. Yes. It could be just as bad, like twice as bad, if you don't, if you're not doing it well. And so that's the thing; it's just how you, you're like, how you're approaching that that makes the difference.
3: Yes, but yeah, my overall is just reach out, talk to your admissions uh whoever helps you get there your recruiters they'll get you connected um again like i got helped a lot at one point of my college uh, college years was when i went studying abroad um i get i guess i won't say i went studying abroad because it didn't happen for me i went to puerto rico the years that the hurricanes hit i was there during the hurricanes and unfortunately i had to come back i was only there for two weeks because of the hurricanes but um they helped me come back like they gave me money I didn't have anywhere to live I had to start classes back at the University of Idaho 10 weeks in after they started I started in October I was behind 10 weeks in my classes that I got put into I didn't have housing Um, they gave me money for housing they gave me money for food they gave me money um, just essentially to pay off tuition because the money I had given gotten that year was going went to my studying abroad so i paid off that money and i didn't get it back because i had already paid so the university just literally gave me like i want to say about eight grand in just scholarships that they have but it's it was emergency money that they have for to help students in those situations and thank i was so thankful that they were able to do that because if not i would have lost this i lost a semester but i didn't lose it completely because yeah. it still helped one of my majors because i graduated with three degrees so it helped in one but it didn't help me in the other one at the end of the day so
0: you know what though i mean all 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 things uh being said is that there is a lot of uh moving forces to help you reach that finish line and i want to give you guys a minute to shout out those those different organizations, those different websites or platforms and in, in which a person in need, a person starting out can, can get the help and get the direction and get the advice that they that a lot of people desperately need. And uh, I mean I guess it doesn't matter what order, you guys can go ahead and take take over.
2: Maybe you can polish mine because you are financial aid counselor. <laughs> but I do know a thing or two. Um, first of all daca students if you're in high school and you're undocumented you can apply for uh to be a daca student. um and um, of course there's are there are fees and fines you know like fees attached to that but if you're going to college um there are scholarships it it comes down to if you're looking to uh really apply yourself to get those scholarships uh for students who are u.s citizens um and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, there's opportunity scholarships, at least here in the state of Idaho, for being a high school graduate f- from Idaho, you can, uh, and if you have above a 3.2.75 GPA, you can get $3,500 for being first gen and or low income. Low income. And uh,
3: um, just need a base
2: need based okay and you could also get uh an opportunity there's there's also an adult opportunity scholarship for non-traditional students so let's say if you're 26 25 or whatever uh want to go back to get your bachelor's there's an opportunity scholarship for you and that's like 3,000 3,500 uh apply for fafsa all the time it doesn't matter you might get a pell grant a pell grant you don't have to pay back that's money that the federal government awards to you and that can uh, vary in how much, uh, you know, your income is. But, you know, um, uh, Bill Gates scholarship, if you're very applied, you know, you, there are so many scholars The Bill Gates, there have been people at UI who are, you know, uh, far-working background that have gotten that. And Bill Gates pays for their sch- for their schooling uh, anywhere. So, uh just just seek out those opportunities uh and if you're on if you're documented and your parents are undocumented you can uh still go to college um she might be able she'll definitely go over a little bit more particularly because there's a process to that because how uh if your parents don't have social securities there's there's the specific process for that
3: yeah and it's a lot more information but um like i said just reach out to financial your financial aid they'll know like that process because um, if i go into this it's going to be way too much detail to do um i can juan and orlando can probably provide information um, absolutely on how to reach out to absolutely. us um but i'm more than happy to help i as a person that works with students i'm busy so um Always just call into our office if you need to talk, and just ask for me, and I'm more than willing to help you um, answer your questions yeah. there. Absolutely,
0: so, yeah. and we actually we spoke for a little bit off air, and uh, we have a few links to some websites that can definitely get you, get the ball rolling. And that'll
1: definitely be in there for sure, and that yeah. So
2: yeah. uh, I also, had since being that I um, uh, no one that I knew was in a master's program. I, um, I had to find out how to apply and write a, a statement of purpose. I had to find out how to do the graduate program, like how to how to navigate that. And if anyone's like already has their bachelor's degree and wants to do a master's, I can guide you to, you know like each program each program is different, each university is different, but I can uh, help you get. Help you get th- yeah, definitely. Um, I, I've helped one of my friends like get there too. Yeah.
0: That's amazing, man.
3: But now, in terms of what Juan said to shout out, I just want to shout out to my family, my friends, financial aid, admissions office, college assistant migrant program, um, just anybody that was a positive. It's
0: your sorority? Yeah.
3: My I, sorority. Yeah, yes. definitely.
2: Like uh, Maria Lemos. I, Maria Lemos, know, I true in high school. Maria Lemos, uh, John Myers from Trio SSS in college. Uh, I have to definitely give a shout out to... Uh, Brian,
3: mine. <laughs>
2: uh the for me it was like a doctor doctor uh dr sean um for for guiding me always believing in me and whenever i ever doubted myself he was like no you're you're so much more capable you could do this why don't you do this and so i was like yeah and so he was one of <clears throat> one of the very one of like a very influ- influential figure um i went to study abroad in cuba at one point, and my host father always gave me guidance. He's always like, he he we we'd sit down with uh, some rum, and he'd, uh,
1: hell yeah,
0: he'd speak and some broken truth. bar stool fashion, fuck yeah.
2: <laughs> and he'd speak some truth in Cuban, in a Cuban accent. So it it's been really awesome. My super uh, my supervisor who who also was first gen, low income, and she's always been like, hey, uh, take this opportunity. You know, you need you need take time take some time for your class. Go for it. And so, you know, Heather, shout out to Heather. Um, uh, there's been so many people. Um,
3: Monse for me. Monse, yeah.
2: My fraternity for sure. My fraternity brothers who have been um, more than just like, they've, they've been like family to me, just always helping me out, you know, just like sharing job opportunities. Hey, I'll recommend you. Hey, this and hey, hey that. Like, it's, it's been awesome.
0: That's great, man. And... Uh, I, I can speak for the both of us in, in, in saying this, is that you you two are truly inspiring and great figures for not only the Latino com- community, but also for young adults all over. Um, I mean, there's a lot of hard work, and you guys are the picture-perfect representatives of, you know, getting through it. and helping out the next generation that, that is getting through it as well. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, Orlando,
1: do you have anything to add? Uh, no. Listen listen to what you guys have said. Um, the links that we put up are going to be obviously helpful for you guys, uh, especially for those of you who are starting or wanting to go back to college. Um, yeah. just Don't yeah. be afraid. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Just Take a leap of, of faith in th- yourself. Exactly.
2: Questions or guidance? Yeah. Trust I'll help anybody as long as they want to be helped yeah, yeah, even
3: if you don't come to the University of Idaho It will help
0: Yeah. And as always, you know, thank you so much We have here today Rodrigo Juarez And Yadira Estrada uh, Huge representatives of UI, U- University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho And signing off Orlando Venegas And myself, Juan Contreras As always, be safe, stay thirsty